once another episode of Wanderings and Wool Gathering. Here's Foggy. Welcome to Wanderings and Wool Gathering, episode 33. For any of our new listeners, on our little show here, we like to play a game. Um, it's uh, who is being reviewed in this review. Um, we model it after Lester Bangs, our favorite reviewer. We also delve into a weekly challenge that one of us issues for the rest of us. And we also do a very in-depth review of a currently released album. I'm your host, Foggy. And with me, as always, JPP. Howdy, howdy. And T-Bags. T-Bags, too hot for TV. Yes, hello. <laughs> <laughs> and away on assignment this week is Metalhead Monday. Step inside into his mind. Metalhead Mundy. He would say hello if he was here, but he's on assignment. And he has the best intro, so we're going to play that every time if we can. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> How's everybody doing tonight? Doing good. Really, really enjoyed last week's episode. I want to say thanks again to Michael and Tish Trivolo of Beauty and Chaos for stopping by and chatting with us. It was a great conversation. Their kindness and their willingness to just speak at length about their experience with creating this album and collaborating with some incredible people was amazing, to say the least. And just getting kind of into the mind of how a creative process started with one vision and unfolded into something so much bigger, it's inspiring to know that you know it can happen for anybody who does take on a creative endeavor. So thank you again. Stay in touch and uh, let keep us posted on future endeavors. I know that they were shooting another video this weekend. I saw some snippets about that. So looking forward to see what unfolds there. And I'm sure they're going to be doing some great things the rest of the year. Yeah, absolutely. That was a great episode. Um, I mean, as far as an enjoyment standpoint on our end, at least I hope they enjoyed it too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, as far as my week goes, I mean, it couldn't have been a better week because Tool started streaming their entire collection on streaming services. Yes. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I took uh, noise-canceling headphones to work and just listened to Tool and not coworkers. And then... Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, uh, supposedly the album art is supposed to be released tomorrow as well. So, uh, and Maynard was on Joe Rogan podcast. So, uh, yeah, it's been a great week for me. Awesome. And before we continue, I don't need to cut you off, Foggy, if you were about to say something. But while we're writing on Tool, see what I did there. I want mm-hmm. to also add that I've kind of fallen in love with Adam Jones's riffs again. Um, just kind of watching some videos of him playing, and though. As a guitar player, sometimes it, what you hear sounds like it's not super intuitive and, and very difficult. There's so many subtle nuances that he's doing and counting in polyrhythms and things like that that just throw you off. So it's a complete challenge. And the fact that it's so subliminal for him and it just seems like the guitar is umbilical and just a part of him, he can just pull it off, is you know, a, a no small feat. And it was just really awesome to have all of the albums at my disposal this week you know Mm -hmm. starting on friday they've been in rotation i've gone through all the albums and it's cool to hear you know from uh the first album up to Ten Thousand days just the production change and how much clearer everything starts sounding and you really start to dig deeper into their intent yeah and i also like the fact that you log on and you look at like on spotify you look at tool and they have no like there's no data yet as to who's listening to what songs. You know, most artists have like their top ten, mm-hmm. you know, streaming from their catalog. So it's, it'll be really interesting to see 
like how that like all pans out to see after a week like what were the top 10 tracks listened to yes yep but so. uh, any uh any idea if they're going to release something early um i would imagine they would do some sort of single especially since they've played two songs live but yeah nothing I'd, has been confirmed that's what I thought by now actually with only what three weeks to go yeah who knows it's tool they'd take their time true true um, what about you steve how was your week um, it wasn't too bad. Uh, I just, I'm, I've already done like two thirds of my, um, program to get my building manager, uh, license. Basically it's a master's to be a school principal. Mm-hmm. And, um, I talked to the folks today and what I thought I had left to do turned out to be so enormous. I'm just like inundated now with the thought of mm-hmm. what in the hell I'm going to have to do over these next five months. So it's not going to be fun. Is that why you were chugging Pellegrino a little bit ago? <laughs> I'm hitting the hard stuff tonight, Phil. I got the seltzer water cooking. <laughs> nice. When does uh, school start for your kids again? Kids come back in a week and a half. Wow. Mine goes yeah. back to school on Tuesday. So. Yeah, we all had to go back last week, but <laughs> it's, it's easy when the kids aren't there. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Shall we jump into it, boys? Let's do it. Absolutely. Let's go. All right. The challenge inspired by Lester Bangs. Uh, Mundy had this this week, and so he sent it to me uh, since he couldn't be here. Um, I have not looked at the answer yet. He sent that separately. So are you ready? Ready. Yes. So a little chopped up. He's got, uh, it looks like, three different websites who, um, and if websites review this as it came out, that may help us a little bit on the time frame. So... Are you ready? Ready. Mm-hmm. Says so, since they hit the scene, the band has consistently received mixed reviews. They are divisive, simultaneously lauded and reviled. The following excerpts are reviews of their first album. Here we go. When it comes to the sound of this band, it is subpar at best and has received way more attention and positive reviews than it deserves. Bluntly put, this band is overrated. Was it? Uh, hold on here. Oh, overrated as hell. That came from RateYourMusic.com. Okay. The next one says, conversely, user Steel Drum of AngryMetalGuy.com says the band operate in a time warp where metal was as much about mood as sheer musical heaviness, and where melody and accessibility were king. And they are instantly likable and a lot of evil rocking fun for those among us in the left lane of the highway to hell. Next one. I just wondered if the highway to hell was like a, a nod to it. But anyway, this band certainly goes all out in its presentation and theatricality. Not everyone loves this, though. On MetalArchives.com, user The Meh says, The concept on its own is very much the album. The band just leaves a self-image of a cult that is, at, the, at its best, comedic and laughable. Then Mundy says this one seems easy to, me. easy to me. What do you guys think? I think I got it. I think. Well, I'm. Well, go ahead, Paul. I think it's Ghost. I think it's Marilyn Manson. Um, I am with Paul on this one. Um, okay. Yeah, they metal people hate that they're called metal. Mm-hmm. And. Mm-hmm. I don't really, I mean, if you listen to them or in their entirety, they're not really metal. 
just like a big yeah. funky rock opera <laughs> mm-hmm. with you know it's got yeah. some heavy as hell elements but no it, for sure it can it's on the fringe of a lot of different things yeah um, you know tool in a way is kind of on the fringe of things too they don't like to be kind of lumped into metal in its own yeah. right as well mm-hmm. but right. Uh, nonetheless it's still heavy as hell yeah Marilyn yeah. Manson I don't think metal fans liked Ma- Manson being called metal either Mm-mm. so I, my timing may be off but I think that that fits too no, the thing that got me was the thing. theatricality. Well, I guess that could be Maryland too. Yeah, you know, yeah. I think I think we all have. Well, you know, Steve and I are on one side, but I, I think your guess is just as fair too. Um, I just know that there's reviews of ghosts that either love them or completely hate them. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. I, and then the I, occult. Mm-hmm. That's where I get Manson because there's a lot. Well, that too, I guess the occult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. But you know, Manson had this like. Uh, well, Manson himself had a little bit of a cult, you know, going mm-hmm. for him. Mm-hmm. But uh, how they named themselves, you know, with John Wayne Gacy and, I mean, uh, what was it? Uh, what was it? Do you remember, Paul? Off the top of my head, Twiggy Ramirez. Twiggy um, Ramirez, yeah. There yeah, was like, yeah. one of the, but anyway, um, that and the theatricality of it all. I get, mm-hmm. I mean, it could be both of these for sure. Yeah, what if it was Nine Inch Nails? You know, what could I mean? it be? <laughs> no, no, okay. If I miss a Nine Inch Nails challenge, that's my last day on the show. Um, oh shit! No, I'm just kidding. What about what? What about Slipknot too? Yeah, I kind of thought that too when it said the theatricality and the um, and it could be cheesy and all that. So I don't well, know. You know, and the user's name was Steel Drum, but it, it makes me sound like he's a Slipknot fan. So right. Hate Ghost. So exactly. Man, let's damn it, this Monday. Out. You ready? Um, yeah, I'm ready. All right, let's go find it. Yes, it was Ghost. Bing, 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 bing. I need nice. a sound effect for that. <laughs> but well, Tony, good job, you guys. A, you had a fair, you had a fair guess too. I think that was very logical, and it could have gone either way. But again, just based off of recent reviews of Ghost, you know, there's so mm-hmm. many people that bash them and um, kind of lump them into a Nickelback hate category. So. But I don't yeah. hear that as much with Manson. Manson's kind of been more, uh, like, there's people that hate the shock value, but I think he gets more embraced nowadays and just kind of revered as, you know, somebody who's survived the industry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, good job, guys. I think now we all have one win, right? I think so. Mm-hmm. I think so. But we need a trophy. <laughs> <laughs> the Lester Banks trophy. I can't wait to see that one. I have a blank cassette tape for you. <laughs> All right. Do you have a pencil in case I need to rewind it or get that tape back in? I do. I've got a push yeah. pencil that'll fit. So you're in Sweet. <laughs> well done. All right. Tea bags. Yes, sir. Weekly challenge. Yes. So inspired by, I believe it was a Wax Tracks documentary, um, I, they had asked Maynard what Al Jurgensen would have been had he not become a musician. And so I thought, well, that might be kind of fun to tackle and just take some of our a musician of our choice and see what they would have done had they never gone gone through with the music route. So that is the challenge today. Just a little fun one. Sweet. Um, did they say, did Al answer that, what he would be? Well, I think what happened was, oh, Maynard answered it. Maynard, they were Maynard asking about Al. It, yeah. yeah, that's right. They asked him, and if I remember right, Maynard said something about being a teacher, and then their the interviewer said something like uh, he actually went into like education when he was going into school. Nice. And uh, Maynard just <laughs> laughed. If you can picture, a, you know, yeah. Al Jurgensen as your track, substitute teacher. Went, Ow. So for some reason, so sorry. Yeah, no, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so who wants to kick this one off? 
after we're finished with this, we're going to play a game we're going to attach to this called Speed Round. All right? Yep. Okay. okay I'll go first. Okay. Um, well, I'm going to I'm going to give the name of the person. You're going to, before I tell you who, what he did, is going to do, you got to tell yeah. me what you think. Anthony Kiedis. <laughs> oh, man. Personal B- trainer. Banana salesman. <laughs> <laughs> maybe place. maybe banana hammock salesman so with uh-huh. that stash he definitely is an 80s porn actor or the editor publisher of swank or nugget magazine yeah that totally yeah that, that works <laughs> nice love it uh, Paul, oh my gosh what do you have when i was a kid my dad and i went cruising on a busy highway and he had a 67 impala um, he bought it for next to nothing off of a little old lady that drove it back and forth to the grocery store in Galveston, and it only had like 200 miles on it. So we were heading up the road, and it got real dusty and dirty. It was like farming season, so you know tractors were out in the fields, and we stopped at this little car wash. It was called DLR Wash. Um, this blonde, kind of eccentric fella came up, zip it about, got new for you. <laughs> Dad's like, want a car wash? Can you want? I need the body washed. I want the tires shined. I want everything. So David Lee Roth. in with the special. Wow. So, you know, he, he stayed in business for a long time. And then he just folded and disappeared. And then Hagar Wash opened up across the street. So he would go <laughs> Hagar Wash. You know, it was a hit for while it lasted. But then, you know, DLR Wash showed back up. So it is what it is. DLR. That's it. I love it. <laughs> love it. <laughs> Uh, that was great, man. Thanks. I love that. <laughs> Teabags. And, uh, well, back to Anthony Kiedis, too, for a second. I believe his <laughs> first film would be called Give It Away. <laughs> Give It Away Now. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Because of uh, the off it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So mine is, uh, I'll say the first name. You see if you can guess the last name, okay? Mm-hmm. Jim. Neighbors. Back home again. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's Jim Keenan. Because Maynard oh. is his made up name. Oh. <laughs> and so he was uh, Jim Keenan in school. And I thought that he would end up as a long term recurring person on MTV's Real World. Because I feel like that like he's like eccentric, was like kind of meant to be in front of the camera, but like the scary guy that would stay in the room and cause drama and school everybody smarter than everybody in the room that kind of thing so he would add that element to uh what mtv was looking for yeah he's the guy on the bachelor who then goes to love island and then comes back as <laughs> his own bat whatever they just get yeah. bounced around on those trash shows <laughs> but you know they're they were looking for all kinds mm-hmm. of crazy people and yes if, have you ever seen his, like one of their first shows in 92 um it's on youtube but it, it, in philadelphia like mm-hmm. he stares at somebody in the crowd the whole time he's just weird and then I read his autobiography, and he he walked from Boston to Michigan just to try it. Wow! So, excuse me. Yeah, he's wow. got like one of those like resumes that you would see come up on the, on the real world once you dig in. But that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God he didn't go there. No, no kidding. And I gotta say, I admire his spirit for he's got a, what a winery, a restaurant, a, a yeah. multifaceted shop that his wife runs, and like he was talking about that on. Rogan's podcast, and mm-hmm. I know Tool takes a long time to come out with an album, as we know, and we're just kind of chomping at the bit for here any day yeah. now. But um, just the fact that he found other ways to keep himself busy, and yeah. you know, he just 
keeps his mind moving and trying new things. That's just that's just a commendable thing. Yeah, and it's funny. I mean, we'll get into NF later, but about you know, like what success kind of what determines success for people, and mm-hmm. you can really see how Maynard has like really po- positioned himself to have bands and have a creative outlet. But for the most part, they go back to support the life that he wants to live. This like kind of self-sustained, you know, Arizona lifestyle that he's got going. And so, um, and I don't know if you guys saw that on one of the podcasts where he talked about, um, you know, trying to find jujitsu school, jujitsu schools and stuff like that. So he just had one. Yeah, built, built it, right? Yeah. <laughs> so smart. Nice, huh? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, those are great answers. What's the uh, speed round, Stevie? Okay. So I'm going to give, we'll do this rapid succession. I'm going to give Paul a, mu- a musician. Okay. He will tell me the new uh, job. Paul's going to give you one. You're going to give me one. Yeah. And on the spot, we have to come up with their new profession. So you're going to give me the musician and I have to come up with his profession, right? You start the round? Yep. Okay, got it. Everybody, let's think of a uh, musician. I got it. Everybody got one? Uh, yeah. Yep. Okay. Paul, uh-huh. are you ready? I'm ready. James Hetfield. Hot rod mechanic. <laughs> he might, so actually. Yeah, that makes, that makes sense. All right. My turn for Perfect. Tony, right? Yep. yep. Tony. Yeah. Scotty in. Uh, oh, man, that's a good one. <laughs> um, gosh. He's a little power. I'm going to have to say like a, like a pro-am boxer. He just seems like somebody's got the energy for it. Yeah, definitely. That's cool. Yeah. Love it. Uh, Stevie? Yes. Billy Corgan. Uh, Secondhand bookstore manager. Awesome. (laughs) He would be doing something quirky. Mm -hmm. Yes. He already does, like, wrestling management or something, doesn't he? He owns uh, NWA or whatever it's called, (laughs) wrestling. That's right. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, but certainly insane. <laughs> unheard of, but that's uh, that's awesome. <laughs> All right, well done, boys. So uh, Monday is not here, but we do have our challenge for next week. Yes. So the challenge that we'll be taking on is up to, but no more than three songs that you associate with family. It can mm-hmm. be a relative's favorite song. Something you remember them listening to, something you listen to together, you name it. But anyway, it has to have something to do with family. Okay. I like that one, actually. Yeah, yeah. that's a good one. That is a great one. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right. And uh, hopefully he'll be back from assignment so to play yeah. his own challenge. That's right. Absolutely. All right, guys. Challenge accepted. Boom. All right. This week... We are reviewing NF The Search. Album review. Uh, T-Bags, before we get going on, do you want to... Um, I think you have more in-depth knowledge of NF as a person and his background. Um, do you just want to kind of break us into this before we get rolling? Yeah, and I, I do not claim to be an expert, but I've listened to him for a while, and... Uh, so I always dig into those kind of artists when I when they make heavy rotation, and I think that uh, he can He comes from Michigan as well as other great rappers, um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that he may but, be compared to. Yeah, that he may be compared to, but um, 
we'll get into that. Um, I, really, he comes. The other, the, the notable things are, and unfortunately, this is notable. But you know, he had a mother who struggled with addiction that ended up dying from her drug use, and I believe he found her. Um, he his parents were divorced. Um, he was abused by his mother's boyfriend. Um, and through it all, he kind of held his faith, and he's still kind of labeled as a Christian rapper. And he says he is a Christian, but he but music should touch everyone. So it's not he doesn't want to be labeled necessarily as that. But he has stuck to his guns as far as he doesn't cuss in his music, and um, he's not afraid to show his faith. But it's um, I guess that's really the main things. And then he's slowly um, gained some traction. And in 2017, he had a some stuff that really blew up on the spot and then this album just came out today i think that uh, the search his new album is uh, debuting number one on the billboard charts which is fantastic so yeah yeah especially on the same week that chance the rapper dropped an album mm-hmm. um uh, who i love too but that's a that should show you where nf ranks right now as far as trending especially on the music. same week the tool released their discography for streaming yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yes. Yeah, who has time for that other stuff? Yeah, I know. I almost called in sick all week. <laughs> um, I don't know. Is that enough background? You think? That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Um, yeah. The album certainly makes more sense in light of that. Um, I just feel like you know, without talking about the specifics of the album, that it really feels like a, a very important album, especially with what's going on right now and the mental health issues mm-hmm. um, in the last couple of years with losing Chester Bennington and Chris Cornell. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, we just all assume that rich, famous people are automatically happy mm-hmm. that, you know, if they're, if they've gained fame that, Hey, they've done it and they're going to be instantly happy. But I, what I love about this is he's not afraid to say, I'm not necessarily happy. I fight demons daily. Um, that's part of my struggle. And he sings about it. It's like he just tore himself open uh, to everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I also, what I find really refreshing about the record is not only does it bring light to the mental health issues, but he doesn't, he even has a song that says no excuses, but he owns it. I mm-hmm. mean, and he says, I play a part in this. Um, and I really like that. I think this would be great for people who are struggling with addiction to find somebody like that to relate to. Yes. And you said he opens up so much. And he had an album in 2016 called uh, Therapy Session. And I feel like this is more of a therapy session. Like you're getting all the things from, you know, what he thought when he, what he wished he could tell himself when he was six years old to the things he misses from his youth, how he deals with relationships and uh, how fame has come and you know what it means to him and all of that stuff so i feel like this is a this is a pretty open book as to what nf's life is right now and what it took to get there i think mm-hmm. paul what'd you think because you're not I, and i don't mean this mean but like i don't have a huge rap catalog anyway but this is kind of outside the genres you normally check out yeah um in a word floored me um mm-hmm. you know because i i definitely caught on early that you know there would easily be a stigma of, of comparison but um the the thing that caught my attention was i didn't hear a single f-bomb and you know i, I listened to anything that doesn't bother me but the fact that i could you know really if i wanted to guilt-free listening listen to this in front of my kid um <laughs> you know, it was was um refreshing in a way because it was still very powerful without the need of, of harsh language 
Um, yeah. The subject is heavy. The subject is deep. So, of course, I would withhold restraint on playing it in front of my kid. But nonetheless, mm-hmm. um, I, I resonated with some of it, too, in that, uh, especially when I grow up, um, yeah. that video was fantastic. And it was mm-hmm. creative. It was quirky. And, you know, him hanging upside down in the back of the garbage truck. Just love really that. crazy <laughs> shots. And it's like, this is okay. I see where this is going. But where it really resonated with me is halfway through the song when he's in the fast food restaurant and he's like, hey, you want to listen to my track? No! You know, yes. that spoke to me as a young musician in the hometown, you know, dreaming mm-hmm. big, working retail, working food jobs and stuff like that. And I remember going over to friend's house that, you know, there's these two girls that live down the street from me and they're, you know, friends. And, you know, that's awesome. You're in a band. Oh, cool. Let me play this tape. They start listening to it 10 seconds in. They start talking over it and just like completely disregarded it. So I'm like, uh-huh. okay, yeah. click and I'll take the tape. I'm going home. You know what I mean? And so yes. I can relate to what he was saying and, and, you know, showed him in the car, listening to the CD with his buddies and that kind of stuff. And that was yeah. all, you know, part of the beginning when I started playing music, that was all part of that journey. And, you know, yep. in, in the root of it all, we're seeking validation in some aspect and trying to get mm-hmm. some feedback. And, you know, it, it, part of that community may not be connected to music like you are. So the feedback you get kind of sometimes make you want to sink down a couple levels because, like, well, they didn't like it. So I should maybe yeah. just stick this uh-huh. path, you know. He just drove it home. Um, admittedly, due to time in my schedule this week, I didn't get a chance to listen to the full album as much as I'd like to. But I did watch a bunch of YouTube videos. I even watched mm-hmm. a um, college kids react to NF. And that's where yeah. I got his backstory. And some guys at the beginning were just kind of like, eh, you know, it's kind of forgettable. But then once they started digging into the story, they turned completely around. And, yeah. uh, you know, it caught my eye pretty er- early on when I started listening to it. And then as I listened deeper, I was hooked. So I'm mm-hmm. certainly going to dig deeper as well. I can't remember the name of the video that kind of tells the story about his mom, but it definitely brought a tear to my eye because it was powerful as hell. Yeah, I think that's like, why'd you leave us? Why'd you leave us? Yes, that's the one. Yeah. And, um, you know, so he holds, you know, nothing back when it comes to telling mm-hmm. the story. Um, again, the subject matter keeps it heavy and intense without having to add the embellishments of F-bombs and things like that. So, um, yeah. all I got to say is I wish you the best and, you know, please keep doing what you're doing and mm-hmm. stay strong. You know, I know um, it's hard sometimes. There's pressure as things get built up and you get more responsibility and then society puts more responsibility on you. But please stay strong, man. Yeah, and I mean, going back to that uh, When I Grew Up video, which I loved, that was one of my favorite videos, um, he said, uh, or when he was, when it continued on, you could see the, he gave the same passion to two people as he did a thousand people, you know, that yeah. transition at the end of, mm-hmm. and it's, uh, and that's the testament I'm talking about, like, he's just stuck to his guns, he's just done his thing and just improved it, and he talks about making self-improvements all the time. But I like you. I mean, obviously, I listen to Nine Inch Nails, Marilyn Manson. I don't. I'm not offended by anything, but I'm very impressed by number one that he could stick with it and give himself these parameters and work within those. And two, cinematically, the videos are great. Everything ties together. He's really smart about how he connects things. Uh, mm-hmm. But three, and probably the most important, is he is good. Like yeah. there is no doubt that this dude is like top of the game rapper. Yeah. Um, Steve, I know you. Like appreciate we you and I talk a lot about like Eminem and the flows and stuff like that. What do mm-hmm. you what do you feel overall about this album? Uh, I've listened to it a ton um, all the time. I've been working around the house. I've always got the headphones on listening. Um, and you hate the comparison. We've we've mentioned it a couple times with Eminem, 
But it, it is unmistakable because they both do flow so well and they land on that beat just right. And um, so it, but it's hard to hold that against him. I mean, you could probably go into any genre and say all these people sound similar. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's kind of not a fair comparison if you're just going to blow him off as being an mm-hmm. Eminem clone or whatever, because um, the message is definitely different. Um, and, and, you know, I mentioned before the, you know, he kind of opens his soul here. Um, he's yeah. struggling. But what I really like is that there is this optimism that kind of comes through all that. You know, like you just mentioned about his lyrics. Well, my lyrics aren't that good. You know, I'll get better. Um, <laughs> always there's a positive there. And I love in options. Mm-hmm. I'll make it or I'll make it. Those yeah. are my options. That's it. Yeah. I mean, he, you can just <laughs> tell that he will come out the other side. Um, you, you get that feeling. Yeah, that was in my notes for sure. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to dig into a couple of tracks unless you guys have something to say more on just the overall feel. The one last yeah, thing dig I wanted in. to say oh, that okay. I forgot uh-huh. to mention was uh, in the middle of the fast food joint when he says, uh, you know, quiet when I'm trying to think. Sorry, I didn't mean to, you know, scream or whatever. And yep. uh, it was just cool the way his dynamics just mm-hmm. changed so effortlessly, too. Yeah, and, you know, he just really played the char- you know a character in it in that regard. He just acted out the persona, one hundred percent. Yeah, and in that same, it was really right after that when he's talking about that thing, like you said, uh, is anybody want to hear me rap? No, you know all that. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. and how he flipped it on him at the end. He's like, should I throw it in the trash? And I'm like, no. And he's like, tricked you. Got, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, very clever in how yeah. he does things. Um, you know, I had a few. I guess this, I'll start with this one because I think probably all of us, um, and I don't know if you've had a chance to listen to it yet, not Paul, but I think everybody would probably agree. Like, I Miss the Days is a standout track. Yep. Um, and so, you know, I knew it was going to be heavy rotation for me. We talk about being lyrics people. Well, rap is pretty much all lyrics, so <laughs> I won't go over all the lyrics. But when it opened up with, like, I miss the days when I had a smile on my face and wasn't so caught up in all the small things, wasn't so adamant that I could handle everything alone, it wasn't so cautious and always exhausted, and actually listened to the things that my heart said, ride my bike, just riding my bike, not overthinking my life. And I'm like, whoa, you know, mm-hmm. I, how far away am I from, mm-hmm. I mean, for me, it was skateboarding, but like, mm-hmm. that was it, you know, could I could I land a kickflip ollie by the end of the day? Yeah. That was it. So I was thinking about. So mm-hmm. that track was really a... Uh, well put together and sentimental for me, but mm-hmm. what did you guys think of it? I absolutely loved it. Um, uh, it the, just the simplicity of it, um, the smile on my face, you know, you're out in the sun. Um, and then the, it did the thing when uh, sitting at the window when the rain comes, I can remember sitting there waiting for it to break <laughs> so I can get back outside. Um, yeah. As you get older, you do kind of miss those times and um he does capture it really well mm-hmm. so that was a when you said that was a standout track i'm thinking to myself i think i've got like eight <laughs> standout Same. tracks on yeah. here so Absolutely. but yeah definitely it was paul yeah, yeah. Un- unfortunately i didn't get that far in the album i actually got uh just to the beginning of only before i had to hit the road and, and i didn't get a chance to to keep the playing continue but um okay overall i mean i'll just give just a general impression i mean i already talked about it at length but um i just thought like the production too was great there's some really Mm -hmm. good like melody hooks going on in some of the tunes um you know nice clean bass and great rhythms and just he flows on top of it nicely i mean i'm not an expert in this style of music 
by any means but nonetheless i mean everything is on point it, whatever hooks were there i gravitated towards whatever um little embellishments that you know caught my attention caught my attention effectively and quickly and yeah. uh you know i'm gonna dig into this next week for sure and, and get real deep into it yeah i think i think the further you go um because there's some slowed down tracks too towards the end that i think you'll dig too but oh yeah, my gosh trauma yeah what an incredible <laughs> song yeah. uh, that i love it because that is such different for a different sound for him um at least on this album because i'm not i don't know all of the other albums yet but i will um but with this one he just pretty much sings and uh, again he's just putting his heart out there um He's uh, this this brutal, but say you're here, but I don't feel it. Give me peace, but then you steal it. Watch them laugh at all my secrets, scream mm-hmm. and yell, but I feel speechless. Ask for help, you call it weakness. Lied and promised me my freedom. Yes, I and mean add, add to that piano strings. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's so good. And you know, I would this song is basically perfect for me, but uh, the. I don't know if you remember Eminem collaborated with Nate from Nothing But Thieves on a song about his mom. And something about this song made me want to hear Nate on it. And not because Eminem had him, but like I just I kinda wish that NF was the guy who kinda got Nate more than Eminem had him. Oh. That's it's a lot such right a there. great song. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh yeah. And I, I'm big on closers, you guys know that. Like how are mm-hmm. you gonna end this album? You know, how are you gonna wrap it up? And mm-hmm. Paul, you will dig that track. Okay. Cool. It's good. Well, yeah. I'll give a follow-up uh, impression on that. Um, well, I, then you must have made it to hear another. There's so many standout tracks, like Steve said, but um, there's a song called Nate where he kind of basically mm-hmm. talks about wishing he had a, high, a time machine in the very first mm-hmm. couple of lines. Mm-hmm. And then he goes back and talks to his younger self. And I love when he says something. Uh, it says, even good people are great at making bad decisions. They ain't going to take it serious. You find out pretty quick that life is more than just appearances. But it was a really great and clever way to use the song as a vehicle to build up, to show somebody where you're at, because you're talking to your old self, you know, your younger self. Mm-hmm. Um, but it gives you a really good picture, I think, of what it took to get there and what the sacrifices were to get there and what it feels like to yeah. be there. Even if you didn't share the experiences he has as a whole, I mean, there's a lot of elements as a human being that we all go through and you know right. if i could go back in time and tell myself hey man you know what i mean that's that's universal yeah. you know, no matter who you are and where you've been you, you there's something that makes you say i wish i had a time machine and go tell him don't do mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah <laughs> step away from the eclair <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's great Steve, what uh what other standouts did you have um okay we'll just take them in order i guess we can do each one uh leave me alone Um, I love where he, he talks about, uh, filling balloons up with doubts. And then later he's talking about how he holds them in front of his face and they're weighing him down. It's like so clever. Um, how he puts that, he does it over and over. It's not just on that song, but you could probably go through the lyrics of every song and there's something super clever, um, in each one of them. Yeah. And, you know, there's so much symbolism behind that shopping cart and that bunch of black balloons too. You know, it was like he's yeah. carrying the weight of something. You know, it's empty, but there's some sort of burden in there that we just don't see. You know, mm-hmm. the videos and stuff like that. And, you know, it's like we were interpreting it for something. It could be something else for that matter, but that's how I took it. Yeah. No, that's what it, he, he says is his 
Loonzer's Burdens. And that's another thing. He's tying all this stuff together. Like, mm -hmm. the first song that dropped was The Search, and he had the balloons. And I don't know if... Steve, I don't know if you know this, because I don't know how long you've listened to him, but his last album was all kind of, like, in a cage. And he broke out of the cage, and he had a shopping cart and that smile painted on his face. So this actually picks up where that left off. Cool. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. going to go back. Um, I didn't know I was going to like him so much, so... <laughs> yeah, no, he's good. Uh, and in Let Me Go, which is track 10... Um, he says something about uh, he. Well, it he didn't say it, but that whole like how he's saying "let me go," it was pretty interesting to me because I think he's talking to like his own fears there, and he was saying you need to let me go instead of him let fear go, and so that kind of reminded me of that same thing of like being afraid to let the balloons go. Mm -hmm. um, just a little, yeah. little thought there, but yeah. yeah, leave me alone. That was a great video too. So I don't he, know how. Did you guys watch the video for that? For Leave Me Alone, I may have. Yeah. Yes, I did. Okay. Yeah, that's the uh, I, that continues on from the search, right? Yes. Directly, yeah, yeah, I did. That yep. was good. I can't figure out though. At the end, who he, at the end he handed two balloons to somebody, and you can only see their hand. I don't know who that was too. Or if he's mm -hmm. giving him away or what. I have no idea. Maybe like little bits at a time, he's getting rid of his burdens. Yeah. Maybe by the end he'll. Uh, have a empty shopping cart. <laughs> yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah, that would be a cool way to get there. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, so, like, when I just, you know, like, after you listen to an album a bunch of times, you start to kind of pick out some tracks every once in a while if you don't have a lot of time. It mm -hmm. would be hard to pull tracks that I don't want to hear. Um, yeah. Uh, and I really liked uh, Hate Myself. Yep. That was wonderful. Mm -hmm. um, no Excuses was great. Um Dang, it's just like everyone all the way through. Yeah, there's really nothing I didn't like. I mean, there's a few probably that were like um, just a little bit below the level of the other ones, but the other ones are so great that it's like it's not calling them a bad song by any means. And, yeah. he, and he can sing. I like when he sings. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do too. What, the one I don't like is uh, I told D-Bags earlier yeah. today, I love only when he sings, but when the chipmunk sings... <laughs> They, yeah. I just, I, I'm not a fan of when they go in and they auto tune things and it's yeah. like so heavily produced that it sounds like a chipmunk. Yeah. It didn't bother me, but I thought that was hilarious when you text me that <laughs> in that but song that's only. It. It's only quibble about the whole record. Is yeah. That whole part. So in that song only, I got to bring up these lines cause I love them. Um, he says, yeah, pain might get to me, throwing threats at me. They can't tell, disconnecting me. It's affecting me. Hide that well. They'll write checks for me, but don't check on me. Find myself always questioning what comes next for me. But the idea of they'll write checks for me, but don't check on me, that's probably what it would feel like in the industry. Oh, know? yeah. Yep, exactly. Gosh. You know, make us money. That's great. You know, whatever. Yeah. So what do you think after listening um his definition of success is i think going all the way back to when i grew up i think his definition of success there's that one part part in there where he says uh i would rather make a meal and he's not talking about million he's saying meal mm -hmm. and he defines that as like his home cooking whatever mm -hmm. i think just having the people around him that he loves mm -hmm. you know being simple as much as possible but then he still says in that song i'd rather i'd like to make a couple mil and leave it to my family in the will Mm -hmm. But I think his definition of success is to get that money while he can for the good things, but not let it control him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah. 
and I mean, obviously sort himself out. Yeah, the sorting himself. I think he might be one of those people. If he had a goal and he got it, he would freak out because he'd have to have another goal, or you know what I mean, exactly. or something like that. Because yeah. yeah. like he where he says, you know that you know he obsesses. Um, he'll take a, a very mundane, plain idea mm-hmm. and then he'll blow it up into something big. Yeah. Um, so that's I don't true. Know. That's true. Yeah, learning to relax a little bit, maybe. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if we're ready for numbers, but. I'm going to go ahead and throw out there that, like, this is a five out of five for me. This is one of those things where, I mean, when you think about this, too, we go through all these good lines and stuff. He put out basically 18 songs. There's an interlude and there's a radio edit for one of the songs. But 18 songs that are phenomenal that you have to write all that stuff for. Tie it back into something. Have a theme. Have it come off your last album. Have it be good enough that it's going to make the billboards. You know, all of those kind of things. Like... I, I can't really find a flaw in this album. Right. And when you say write those lyrics, there yeah. are a lot of lyrics in every <laughs> song because he speaks yeah. so quickly. Um, that, yeah, that's a lot of stinking writing. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think it's like anything else. You know, you go <clears throat> shoot free throws all the time. You get better at it. You go do whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think he's been so honed into focusing his on his rap game, you know, basically, that I think he's now just stride for stride with the best of them. Yeah, I can't imagine that um, it'll take very long before he's selling out arenas. Um, yeah. I looked at uh, the Clyde up in Fort Wayne, um, mm-hmm. and it was sold out. And on StubHub, yeah. there were not been very many seats left for people reselling them. So I know. I suspect he'll be moving up soon. Good for him. Yeah. Well, give me your number, and then Paul, give me your tentative like halfway through number. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say 4.9 because, uh, like gymnastics, I always have to hold that top spot and just in case, cause we don't know, <laughs> yeah. but it was, uh, okay. 0.1 loss for the chipmunk. There chipmunks, we go. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> but I, yeah, I can't say enough how much I love this album. So thank mm-hmm. you. And I'll also say this. I feel like before we started doing this show, I had just been in a rut, like finding new music. I always go back to the stuff I love, or if they the people mm-hmm. I love put out new things, I listen to those. But I'd just fallen into a rut of not listening to new music. And so in the 33 episodes that we've done this, we've done a few familiars, but we've broken some new ground, and it's been really refreshing to get some new music. So I'm Agreed. super thrilled we've done this. Yeah. Totally agree. Absolutely. Even if you didn't like uh, Rammstein singing, but, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> not going to like everything. You, you, Can't you tasted all. the Brussels sprouts. I'm proud of you. I did enjoy <laughs> the energy of that group. Yes, indeed. Yep. So, <laughs> NF. Um, again, I, I'm sad I haven't had a chance to give it the full immersion that I wanted to. Um, mm-hmm. Crazy week, but he hit me with a solid four um, right out the gate. And okay. I'm... I'm it's likely to climb. Um, I'll give you that mm-hmm. for sure. But I just need to give the whole thing a full experience first. But, um, you know, sorry he had to go through what he had to go through. Um, I'm, I'm happy he's working on it in a positive way with a creative outlet. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and just seeing some of the videos and just the impact they leave behind is, you know, it's definitely gaining a lot of potential. Like Foggy said with you know, shows selling out and things like that. The mm-hmm. Clyde's not, you know, a terribly small place. So that's that's a good feat. And mm-hmm. 
you know, I wish him the best. And like I said, stay strong. And I'll, I'll give it a rest of, uh, uh, let me, let me say that again. I'm a little tongue tied and tired. <laughs> I will give it a thorough listen this next week and I'll give you, you know, a quick little synopsis. Okay. Yeah. Next week, just come back with their full number. Yep. Yeah. I understand. We all get yep. that, that yep. where life kind of <laughs> interferes with, but you know, one day maybe we'll be, uh, so sponsored on here, we won't have real jobs. That's right. <laughs> we'll be like recording three or four of these a week. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, that would yeah. be amazing. And to go back to that, what you said, Steve, about listening, like I'm notorious for finding new music, and I don't mean that like a pat on the back. It's just like I'm always out there searching for music, and but you can't help but get in your own patterns for doing that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So inevitably, I'm going to turn up the same things or some automated bot is going to suggest things based on my listen so this like real human interaction and having us bring stuff to the table talk mm. about it has really helped me too and i enjoyed it a lot most certainly <clears throat> excuse me and I'm, I'm on a quest to kind of listen deeper to uh the collaborators from beauty and chaos especially after hearing michael and tish talk about mm-hmm. their experiences with them it makes me want to pursue their projects on a deeper scale as well yeah you know, it's just after having mouth them. and network and the response to it yeah after having them on the show um it was almost like an easter egg for one of your favorite you know movies like mm-hmm. i already liked the movie anyway and now the dvd mm-hmm. comes out and it's like oh here's all this behind the scenes stuff and so yeah you know i was already listening to it but it like caught heavy rotation again with me this week just to kind of like hear what he had to say about it and go back and listen to it so yeah yep exactly good stuff yep awesome all right. Uh, so next week, uh, we will be uh, getting Paul's update or review for NF, and we will be reviewing Slipknot's uh, We Are Not Your Kind, which yes. um, that's why I saved that five. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm really excited about that one. So, And it took everything in me. Somebody leaked every song, 30 seconds, of each song. Yeah. Mm. Oh my gosh. I was like, am I going to, I was sweating over the keyboard. Am I going to press this button and listen to it? Yes. And I didn't, I held off. I, I did not do it. Um, good for you. But the people are freaking out that did do it, that it's so good. So just, you know, what's the appetite even more. Good. Nice. Yeah. All right. I, did, I, uh, I have stuck to my guns on not listening to the two, two tool songs that were played live. Like, I got the taste for them, and it's been, what, maybe a month or so since yep. those kind of leaked, too. And since August 30th is right around the corner, I'm just waiting for that to hear this to hear the studio versions. Yeah, it is hard. Um, I've tried to stay away from Unsainted, um, but I did listen to Solway Firth a couple more times. So I yeah. caught the video for that. Wow. Put the kids to bed and watch that. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's a banger yeah. in more ways than one. Well, there you go. Man, T-backs. dang bones! I didn't know you were a psycho. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, which um, we have to watch that show. Maybe do a review on here too. That'd be great. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, the boys. If you didn't know, Tony. Oh yeah, yeah, it's on my list. Also, speaking of shows, uh, Monday, who was not a fan of the Tom York album, did at least let us know that there's a little. <laughs> uh, was it that little documentary or some behind the scenes thing? What was it that he said was out there? I think it was a documentary about that. Um, Yeah. I don't know. It wasn't lost on me that Monday was the one that found it, though. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I'll go check it out. But uh, 
uh, maybe we'll link to that in the show notes. Cool. All right. So next week, mm-hmm. Paul will be mm-hmm. bringing us the Inspired by Lester Banks Challenge. Yep. Jeremy has the big challenge where we find three songs that remind us of family in one way or the other. We will be reviewing Slipknot. And what other shenanigans come up, I don't know. <laughs> Anything for the good of the cause? Yes, I've got a couple announcements. Sweet. Let's hear them. So, listeners, we had our first guest on the show. We've been busy kind of building this little train called Wanderings and Wool Gathering. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are now up on Spotify. So if you're listening to us on a web platform or something out of the norm and you have Spotify or want to go there because you're on there all the time, look us up there, Wanderings and Wool Gathering. You'll find us. Happy about that. We're also on Google Play. So if you have a preference there, look us up there as well. Yes. And to tag along with that, um, Paul and I are going to be working behind the scenes to try to get this site finalized for good. And our hopes with that um, would be like... Uh, something classic like this for NF. I had much more to say, um, but we don't want a two hour podcast. So, you know, we all dig in and write a little bit about different things on that site. And uh, so we'll announce when that's up and running. Excellent. Can't wait. All right. Well, folks, until we hear you again, bye now. <laughs>